What's happening, friends? It is Cooper, another episode of the Welcome to Cooperville podcast about to head your way. It is proudly brought to you by my friends over Midwest Meals. You want to get to eating clean and quick and convenient and no cleanup. The list of reasons to jump on with Midwest Meals is pretty much endless. And maybe it's just a portion of your diet. Maybe it's just like something to take to lunch. You can pop in the microwave at the office and put the good food in you. We're talking things like lean turkey tacos, buffalo chicken mac and cheese. Last night we had jerk chicken and brown rice with quinoa. It's delicious. It's simple. The macros are right on there. And the results when it comes to the dieting, pretty staggering. Seriously, just do yourself a favor. Go to MidwestMeals.com. Check out their rotating 13 meal choices that they have. They got build-a-meal things. They got protein by the pound, depending on what your goals are. They got a macro calculator in there to find out where you want to be. And don't forget, when you're checking out, use the promo code COOPER and get 10% off your first order. It's that simple at Midwest Meals and MidwestMeals.com. Hashtag MidwestFitFam. The podcast is also brought to you by Ball Wash. Yeah, I said Ball Wash. From my friends over at Ballsy, proud new sponsors of the Welcome to Cooperville podcast. You want to keep the boys clean, guys. Nobody's going to thank you more than your lady or your guy or yourself. These are personal care products as awesome as you are. Bold, never boring, unique formulations, no BS ingredients, the good stuff for your fun stuff. And we got a deal for you. Head to ballscribe.com. That's B-A-L-L-S-C-R-I-B-E.com. Check out their products. Check out their line. And use the promo code COOPER for 15% off your purchase at ballscribe.com. For my friends at Ballsy, it's Ball Wash. Hashtag live life balls out. We are brought to you by Violent Gentleman Hockey Club. Get your gear. Cold weather gear, they got it. Hoodies for days. And hoodies with the attitude that you want to present in public anyway. Tell people how you really feel about hockey and life. Violent Gentleman Hockey Club online at violentgentleman.com. Use the promo code COOPERVILLE15 and you get 15% off your first order. And Monster Energy, proud sponsors of the Welcome to Cooperville podcast. We are doing this crazy workout stuff even during the fall months when everybody else is taking a break. And uh, it seems like the weather can maybe deter you from wanting to get outside, go for a run, do some stuff. But Monster Energy... Monster Hydro, Muscle Monster, all that stuff in our repertoire definitely gives us the extra kick to get outside and get after it. Look for Monster Hydro at your favorite convenience store or grocer. Hashtag Monster Podcasts. This was a great conversation. My friend Matt Daniels from the band Shallow Side is not just a fantastic energetic bass player in a fantastic band. He is also a trainer, a coach. And it's preparing himself to compete uh, in physique for bodybuilding. So cool stuff going on with Matt Daniels. Great conversation on the Welcome to Cooperville podcast. It starts right now. Welcome to Cooperville. The Welcome to Cooperville podcast. On demand anywhere quality podcasts are available. And some places where cheap podcasts are available. And the local gas station has some. Subscribe. Get updates. Feel better about your life. Welcome to Cooperville.com. Welcome to Cooperville. Make sure you use a coaster. The wife gets upset when we leave rings on the tables. Well, when he's not pounding the shit out of a bass guitar, he's... Working his ass out. He is inspiring people. He's motivating people. He's in the midst of training. The question is, does the man ever sleep? Matt Daniels, Shallow Side, joins me on the podcast. How you doing, bud? Good, man. Great, great. Uh, thanks for having me. It's a, it's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, do you sleep? What's what's your what's your sleep pattern like? I try. Um, <laughs> so I, um, I, I get like, uh, I'm getting like four or five hours a night. Um, it's 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 recommended for bodybuilders to sleep quite a bit, but with like work and touring and all that, like I, I do as much as I can. Um, but yeah, so I, I get around four to five a night. That's a you know I'm I'm on the same thing you know for a different reason. Uh, that's it. I'm trying to in, incorporate more hours into my day to accomplish more things, um, which is similar to what you're doing because you ha- you know you have the laundry list of of things that you're getting after right now. But it takes a while when your body starts to adjust to that amount of sleep. Like it, it's, it's weird. Like you think you're always tired, but yeah. I've had nights, depending on what my workout regimen is in, in the morning, you know, how intense it is. Um, if I'm doing 10 miles and lifting, if I'm just running, whatever right. that happens to be, there's times where that, 
you know, 10 o'clock hits and it's done. But there's time when it's like, man, it's 11. I really should get to sleep because now we're down to three hours. But your body adjusts. It, it's The body is an amazing thing when it gets into a, a pattern. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's a crazy complex machine for sure. Awesome. Well, I want to take you back uh, to to growing up and uh, in, in, in how the music thing, you know, how the, the avenues of music opened up to you. I know, you know, Shallow Side wasn't your... Uh, wasn't your your first venture, and and for a lot of musicians, it's not. You know, the where the, at the point, the juncture that we have them on the show. There's there's been the steps. You know, there's the high school band, there's the garage band, and then there's you know the the first band, and then you know where, where you are currently. So where uh, talking about growing up, what was uh, what was life like as a as a youngster? Um, so I was super. I was always into sports. I've been mm-hmm. an athlete like all my life. Um, and then I juggled that into music as well um at a very young age or i think i want to say it was around fourth grade Mm -hmm. um i got my first guitar and like immediately from the get-go was like obsessed you know like i was in my room playing for six hours a day you know really i mean and i didn't know theory it was just kind of learning how to play you know through myself and Mm -hmm. you know watching other people and my idols and stuff like that so um I, I progressed pretty quickly. I, I, I did talent shows. My, I did a fifth grade talent show. I did, you know, like the junior high ones. And, and quickly from there, I was in bands that were pretty serious. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to say I was a sophomore in high school when um, I'm, I'm not sure if you're familiar with the band, but they've they've toured with Tremonti, uh, mm-hmm. Man the Mighty. They're yeah. actually from my neighborhood. Yep. And we had opened for them when I was like a sophomore in high school. So we were playing, you know, shows and really getting in the industry uh, pretty early on. And um, from there, you know, just high school bands, you know, that had broken up. And then I took a little like detour, actually. Like at the time, I was a senior, Mm -hmm. always into metal and rock music. And there was like nobody else that was really willing to go balls to the wall, like and, and chase a dream and go after music, you know, like everyone was going off to college or, you know, ch- trying to get a, a degree in accounting or whatever. Like everything was very, you know, like the going with the grain. Mm-hmm. So at that time, like I was like, well, I'm not going to like sit here and give up because nobody wants to like join me on this you know, journey. So I had immediately turned to rap. Like I just started, I started being a rapper and uh, <laughs> yeah. I had actually, um, it got, it got serious. I did touring. I, I toured for quite a bit. Um, I, I played with ice cube, limp biscuit, like Hollywood undead. Like I, I did a whole bunch of stuff like that for a while. And when I was with that band, um, I was the singer, like rapper. It was like a Hollywood undead kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I had toured with shallow side and the singer, uh, the former singer of hinder. And when we were on that run, I was going through lineup changes and issues and, you know, just structural problems. And I know that they had um, a member who was also on his departure out at that time. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't public, but they were looking for someone. Um, and on that run, they just saw me, you know, like just going through it, just going through the right. shit. Like owning it. That, yeah, that, that tour alone, I want to say it was three weeks long. I had three drummers on that tour <laughs> and did not miss one show <laughs> oh man that's oof. yeah it was rough man Thanks. it was really rough um so we made it through uh i'll never forget the uh the tour manager for austin winkler at that time came up to me because we we hadn't spoken but like a few like hellos you know through loading and stuff like that um but that at the end of it he was like i just want to say how impressed i am that like you guys did not drop off this tour like what he's like what you guys have like four drummers on this and i was like yeah pretty close to it (laughs) and uh, we pulled through we pulled through man and i think that showed um shallow side the kind of like work ethic and and care that i put into my craft so from there um you know i was a singer i've never played bass before and i i just wanted a chance you know i wanted that shot so i was like listen if you guys need a banjo player i'm gonna learn how to be the best (laughs) banjo player there is i can see that uh, you know, I picked up the bass and I practiced nonstop for about two months, learned all their, you know, their entire discography, everything. And uh, the week before our first tour, um, I went up in Alabama, practiced with them like we had a couple sessions and then the madness started. I hit the road mm-hmm. and we were touring pretty freaking heavily and it's been uh, nonstop ever since. You know, you mentioned the word obsessed in there, and it's a word that I gravitate to a lot myself, uh, and maybe more so as of late. Um, 
because I think that and that shows I think in that whole that whole storyline that you you mentioned there is that even when you got started became obsessed with the guitar became obsessed with music um, really focused driven and 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 that's where I think you get like get to that point where you mentioned in you know your senior year of high school when you do have this like raw unbridled passion and drive to do something and everybody else has taken that that pill that dose of reality like yeah well here's what i need to do first i better go get my four year because you know and then maybe after that or maybe as part of this we can we can do some touring but i want to make sure i have plan b all set and that is you know if you're too obsessed with plan a you don't need a plan b because exactly. that's the only thing you focus on, and it and it seems like in all aspects, and, and we'll get into more of the the health and fitness stuff. But you did mention being an athlete from a very young age and, and playing sports, so they're really kind of a constant motor uh, that keeps on going. But you, uh, when you find something, and you are able to adjust, you go through the challenges of shit. We don't have a drummer tonight. Well, well, we're gonna figure it out. And yep. you're you're just solely focused on at that moment. I need to figure this out, and I'm obsessed with how I'm going to get the answer to this. Here's an opportunity, you know, with shallow side. I've never picked, you know, I've never picked up a bass guitar in your life before. Um, all right, fuck it. I'm just going to learn how to do it. You know, it's it's that obsession. Do you find that you have that in a lot in, in pretty much all aspects of your life when you go like I'm going to do this, and it's there's nothing really standing in your way. Of, uh, of accomplishing that goal or, you know, striving towards it? Yeah, um, I, I really do. And I don't think by any means it's unhealthy. Mm-hmm. Um, like I'm very conscious about, you know, how I treat my body and my mind. Um, but at the same time, there is like, like a, like a juggernaut force like that. I feel, you know, if, if there's something that somebody says that I can't do, and I have a desire to actually do it, mm-hmm. there's nothing in this world that's going to stop me from doing it. Whether yeah. it's I need to learn, I need to, you know, physically be capable of doing something. Um, there, there's just, if you set your mind to something and you don't give up, eventually you're going to get it. That, right. That's just, you know, the bottom line. And, and that's why um, with my company, when I had started it, the the motto or like the mantra is, if you believe, you can achieve. And a lot of times that that self-creeping doubt is your biggest enemy it's not you know people on the exterior telling you you can't do something mm-hmm. it's when you start telling yourself you can't do something right. and that's the that's the true danger right there so um yeah i've always had that in everything i'm a very passionate and driven person whether it be relationships friendships uh my career mm-hmm. or um or even just hobbies so yeah yeah there's a in my growth period, which is which has happened much later in life, you know, I think I I always had a knack for being in a comfort zone. Like even when I I did radio for twenty years, and that no matter what kind of chaos and bullshit was going on outside of that, that was my like everything's cool because I got this one thing. Yeah. Um, you know, I had to learn in, in in really in the last eight months to get out of that comfort zone, and I think once that happened like the floodgates open, like 38 years of like pent up, you know, shoulda, coulda, wouldas, cans and can'ts kind of just came all flooding out. And I, the more I've been kind of getting into this and and reading and and learning and like you said, just kind of becoming obsessed with like, ooh, this, yeah, I'm going to do that. You start to be able to figure out like for me, for 38 years of my life, I was never fully self-aware. Mm-hmm. Self-aware of your thoughts, self-aware of your body, your you know being present in a moment. Um, right. When you start to like really figure out, like man, you you are in control of your mind. Mm-hmm. For a lot of people, for and, and and for me, for a lot of years, my mind was in control of me. Like it would just it would kind of make decisions, and I was like, oh, I guess I guess that's what we're doing. I really don't want to do that. It doesn't matter. My mind is my mind made yeah. itself up. Yeah. When you and it's a process. It's a process to get to a point where you start to be able to control your mind and the. You mentioned the exterior, the things around you. Like, ooh, well, I got this group of people that says this is a really risky choice, or this business opportunity is something that's kind of they want to keep you in that comfort zone. Right. And as soon as you can start to control your thoughts and be like, no, nah, I'm good. I got this. <laughs> there's yeah. uh, there's not many, 
you know, barricades that can get in your way. I, I reminisced of the Kool-Aid man busting through the, you know, a wall somewhere like, oh, yeah, here I come. Absolutely, man. That, that's very true. Yeah. The, the mind uh, mind control is, is an amazing thing. Now, you have not just obviously the, the, the rigorous tolls of, of being a part of a, an active band who uh, who gets out and gets it done. Um, not only get out goes out and gets it done, but you're not on stage just standing there slapping bass, man. There's that is a that is a ninety minute that's a ninety minute cardio session right there. Oh, uh, we get the, into it, man. It's it's fun. I love it. That, well, awesome. I, I think all the guys do. I mean, everybody you know on that in shallow side. That's a, that's a moving entity at all points of of a show. So you have that as part of the arsenal. You have obviously your super duper into fitness you you have the company um health you know what you're putting in your body all that stuff where does the uh where does the energy come from you know where do you because you look you can look over the course of a day or a week if you're in the middle of a tour schedule and maybe you're doing like a, a three week or a six week run and you go man i gotta put in so much extra effort to eat right on the road to you know minimally partake in the offers of the road that are constantly out there. I think I made that PG enough uh, or, or put that under a guise of so many different things. Uh, and then also to keep up, um, you know, a workout regimen and a fitness regimen while on the road. I mean, where, where do you find, uh, where do you find that energy? Where do you tap into? I guess, you know, the best way that I look at it, um, and, it, and there's several different, um, viewpoints that I have that really help. I think mm -hmm. it's like a culmination of a lot of different things, yeah. but the, the go-tos that I think of, like when I'm tired, um, is one, where am I right now and where do I want to be in 10 years? Mm -hmm. And that's something that I think is something that terrifies me in a positive way. Right. Um, whenever I start to feel that, I, I like to call it weakness. Whenever I, I feel that creeping up on me, like, you know, I just want to, I want to give up or I want, I'll take this day off mm -hmm. or, you know, I'll, I'll eat this cheat meal or whatever. I, I notice that those like that, that's where habits start. You right. know, that's where that voice starts getting stronger. The more you feed that, the stronger and more powerful it gets. So to me, you know, in, in my competing right now, what, I mean, this is going to be my first competition ever and I'm going up against guys that have been doing it for years. Right. So what I think of is, you know, when let's say that they're, having drinks or whatever. Cause like I, I've been sober. I, I, I haven't drank. I want to say in about nine months now, Congratulations. Um, when like that, you know, comes up to me and is offered, you know, I think like, dude, there's going to be some freaking kid in like India or China who like literally his entire religion is against that. And he lives his life in the gym being disciplined, like everything. And like, mm -hmm. what's my excuse, right? Like I'm going to, sit here and like you know so and you, and you start to, to to develop you know fans and like i have clients that look up to me as well and mm -hmm. like i really i value that so highly that i want to make sure that you know they continue doing that like i don't want to be someone who's like you know like sorry guys like I, you know what i mean so mm -hmm. um to me i i get tired i do i'm a human like there's times where i have no motivation at all right. but that's where the habit kicks in and i'm like look i know i'm tired but you know, am I going to do this or am I not going to do this? And that kind of just gets me up and I just go, it's like a, the fight or flight kind of feeling. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you, you mentioned, you know, what, what is you in 10 years, you know, where you want to be in 10 years? You know, I think I was just introduced to future me recently. Okay. And that is a, that's a complete mentality thing. And okay. it, it will take you and, and you're probably well aware of this into into places you didn't think that you could go physically and mentally. Absolutely. You know, my big thing is uh, I get up super dumbass early, like three o'clock. Yep. Um, that's my time. And like you said, there are days that I'm like, fuck this. It's cold. You know, it's nice and warm under the sheets. Uh, yep. It's, uh, I could, man, just snooze for a little bit, you know, give me another 15, give me another 20, give me another hour. If I, if I get up at four, like I have three hours. Um, yep. You know, would that, you know, to help me develop is my 95% rule, which is 95% of your brain doesn't want to get out of bed. It wants to stay there. Ninety-five percent of you wants to eat like shit. Ninety-five percent of your, you know, body wants to do things that that are not strenuous. There's that five percent when you dig down and you find it and you go, 
five, four, three, two, one. I'm up. Yep. Okay. I'm going to start going through the motions, but the future you thing, um, I recently fell into and really started. And I, when you get to those moments in a workout, um, in, in when you're trying to focus on a, a project and you start getting distracted about things and you, you know, you're typing right. something up or you're watching a, you know, a PowerPoint or you're reading a book or listening to an audio book and you start to drift and you're like, uh, it's over there. You yeah. start thinking about, you bring yourself back into the moment and you go, in five years, what does future you want you to do right now? Future you goes, fucking run, you know, go out and, and finish this because in five years, in 10 years, I'm going to be reaping the benefits of what you do right now. It's all, it's a weird, like you're talking to, it's, it's a back to the future. Uh, you yeah. came back and you're talking to yourself and you're like, dude, like if you would just fucking do this, yeah. you are going to be in such a better place in five years. Imagine yourself not having, you know, the stress of being overweight or, or not being healthy or having, you know, some sort of medical condition because you didn't do this. Now, obviously I think you're a prime example and, and maybe I'm, I'm getting there too. Yeah. We kind of maybe go a little extreme on it. You know, we're not like, you know, we're not the, the three days a week thing. That isn't, I don't think that's in our, in our wheelhouse, but right. when you start talking to future you and you go, damn, if I just get through this last mile or if I just if I finish this PowerPoint or finish this YouTube video where I'm trying to learn something and now I have that knowledge and tomorrow the next day I put that to use and it opens this door and all of a sudden five years from now me goes thank you I really appreciate you did that because now we're you know we're here at this at this level and if you wouldn't have done it we'd have still been you know two steps behind so in starting to talk to future you which people some sometimes say is crazy my wife uh, <laughs> love you. Um, it, it really can be a self-motivator and it all goes back to that mind control and being self-aware. Absolutely. Man. 100%. When you, uh, you meal prep and, and fucking kudos to you, man. Cause you, you know, you're, uh, you mentioned competition, uh, for those who don't know, Matt's training, uh, to do some, some physique stuff. He's going to be in a competition coming up in, uh, in early 2020. Um, that is a rigorous, I mean, there are people that that's what they're doing. You know, they are like solely focused. I've had a couple friends uh, who've, who've competed um, on a scale, you know, trying to get their, their pro card and stepping into an arena that they're not used to. And that is their fucking thing. You know, they are in it. You have many other things going on and meal prep really has to be a process. It's not just you go into the kitchen and you cook up a bunch of chicken or you cook up a bunch of, you know, ground turkey or, you know, lean protein. It has to be like almost formulated because you need a certain, you know, caloric intake and you need your macros to be on point for stuff. But you also have a crazy ass schedule. I know you guys are going out on a, uh, a couple week run uh, here in a little bit. Going to be up in the great state of Wisconsin in November. Your yep. brave souls. Uh, it was 23 degrees when I were running this morning. Um, <laughs> but you have to really be on point with that meal plan and that's where a lot of people who are, are even just trying to start either a weight loss thing or trying to start putting good things in their body. That's where the struggle is. What what kind of things help you real or have gotten you to a point? Because obviously it's a learned process. Get you to a point where you're like, yeah, my meal prep is on point. Um, a lot of it, um, like just knowing that I have meals ready to go, mm -hmm. like that's it's a lifesaver. You know, like I don't have time to cook a meal like a dinner, a breakfast or whatever. And like, now that I'm on a competition diet, I'm eating full meals six times a day. So <laughs> it's like, do I have time? Like that's three, four hours of cooking, you know, each combined with each meal. So, um, I just, I, I, I looked at it and I was like, there's no way in hell I have time. So what I did was, you know, I, I looked up all of the measurements, ounces, you know, grams of protein, all that kind of stuff. And I just plan out like six days, like I'll cook the entire week. Mm -hmm. Um, which is it's a hell of a lot of meals. It's like 48 meals, something like that, that I'm eating a week. So I got all my Tupperware. I got I got a mini fridge that uh, I'm actually taking on tour with me because I don't want to be a burden on the guys. <laughs> I got my, don't worry, I brought my own fridge. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so yeah, like it, it definitely, um, it makes my life so much easier. And, and that's the thing I preach. And like the misconception about fitness and being healthy is that you have to have all of this time and spend three, four hours in the gym and, you know, like 
only do that. And then, right. you know, the, the same excuse I hear every day is I have kids, I have a job, and then I have extracurriculars for my kids after. And the one thing that I, I hope to show and lead by example is like, like I, I'm as well, you know, like every hour of the day, like I'm doing something. Mm -hmm. So like, it's just about what matters more to you. You know, um, I forgot who said this, but there was a quote that really stuck with me. And uh, it, it was, if you don't make time for your health, your body's going to make time for sickness. Mm -hmm. Yeah, spot on. And that's so powerful because, I mean, you, you can tell yourself every day, you know, like, well, like, I'm not going to eat healthy today because I got to get the kids here or I got to, you know, put in overtime. But like, eventually you're going to get sick and you're not mm -hmm. going to be able to work. You're not going to be there for your kids. You know, it's just it's, yeah. it's a vicious cycle. You, we only get one body. So mm -hmm. it's really important to make sure that you give it, the, you know, the care and like the nutrients it needs to function at a high level. And then you'll start to actually notice you have more energy. You can wake up earlier. You, your stamina is longer, you know, like, and, and you're just more mentally focused. So like all of these things that used to be so busy, you're just knocking them out left and right. And, and it's just a mentality thing. Like I don't view being fit, like that fit lifestyle is just looking good. I view it as more of a mental conditioning for life. Yeah. A hundred percent agree. I think that when you, start to feel better uh, health-wise when you are putting the proper nutrients into your body you feel better when you work out and w at whatever fitness level you're at or want to get to everything else seems to kind of take that step with you you, know, you start eating right and your clothes start fitting a little bit better. Maybe you gain a little bit of confidence and maybe that leads you to be able to, you know, if you're single, have a conversation with somebody who you're interested in, or if you're, you know, don't want, don't like standing up in front of a, you know, a, the boardroom, if you're into business it, because it is a self-confidence thing. Well, man, I got through this workout today and I, and I ate really a really good breakfast. Now I, I'm putting the right things into my body which is another thing that is so lost on people is what you put in is what you're going to get out. You know, if Absolutely. you're, if you're eight, not feeding your body, if you are feeding it crap and you, if you're doing that, you can't question why I feel this way. My attitude is this way. My motivation right. is this way because it, it's all connected. If you're putting in the good stuff, you're going to get good stuff out. If you're putting in crap, expect that in return. Exactly. But you start putting all these elements in and, and a lot of people don't want to, they see a guy like you on Instagram or on Facebook, you know, lean and fit and, and getting cut and, and then adding on the band stuff on top of it. I think, God, I can't do that. Nobody's fucking asking to go and, and be Matt Daniels tomorrow. You know, exactly. you got to find a place to start. And if yep. that's just with, with meals and, and maybe a walking, walking turns into running, running or whatever it is that you want to do. But you start putting those fitness and health things into it mentally it starts to change you 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 gain that confidence you gain that drive you gain that energy and everything else in your life you want to run around with the kids in the backyard for longer than five minutes all of a sudden that becomes a little easier hey you know i'm going on that you know kids in boy scouts he's going on this this hike he's going to do this but i can't go with do you start the process and next thing you know you can do it it's an amazing thing and you mentioned, you know, kind of what people want out of life and the excuses that sometimes come up. I have kids. I don't have the time to, you know, make chicken every night and, you know, throw it on the grill. If you start prioritizing your life, and again, a lot of this stuff has come to, is, has been a part of my life in an offshoot kind of way. But when you start like legit prioritizing what is important to me right. and if health isn't on that list, then you'll always have an excuse for it. But if you look at your list of priorities, everything that's on there is related to your health, is related to you not being sick, like you mentioned, to you being alive. Really important to get those priorities is not being dead. It's, yeah. it's pretty much a number one with an asterisk. So you start to just kind of, when you realize like, oh shit, it's, this is all interconnected, like all of my priorities in life. My, my goals as far as, you know, how I look, how I feel, business, money, future success, yeah. all interconnected. And when your mind starts getting behind you and you start pushing yourself through things that you didn't think that you could do, it is amazing. We talked about the Kool-Aid man. 
you start yeah. getting that confidence, nothing's going to stop you. It's amazing. Exactly. And it's incredible. Like the, the, the changes that you see, and I'm not talking about physically, mm-hmm. like you were saying, you know, you, your confidence can go up mm-hmm. and like people don't realize like the ripples of, of the decisions we make that can affect people around us, you know, and that's including your family, your job, you know, like if, if you get that confidence boost, let's say you're in that board meeting and like you normally don't talk, but for whatever reason that one day you get up and say something and it hit us, it hit a note with, you know, your manager, your whoever. And like that single decision could have, you know, put you in line for a promotion or, or an opportunity, you know, like anything. And then the same thing, maybe you got more energy for your kids, you know, to play catch in the backyard or to, to give them more attention or be there for them. And automatically, you know, they're, they're kids, like they, they resonate everything that you give them. So like, if, if you're putting in more to them, like they're, you're enriching their lives. And that's so important because mm-hmm. too often, like we do get caught up in the busy, you know, busy lifestyle and, and, you know, sometimes lose track of what our, our priorities are. Right. So if you're able to kind of hone in on what matters most to you and, and, and focus on that, the small changes, you know, become big, big changes. And, you know, a year later you're looking at it and you're like, wow, I did not realize, Mm -hmm. but everything looking in hindsight is, is different so much better now. Yeah. So, and, and kids, Hey, I'll, I'll be the first to admit kids are burden is a bad word to use. I know I'm not going to win my parent of the year (laughs) trophy, but there is, there is that level of, it's really easy to use them as a reason that you can't do something. Um, I can't, I, I got my, I got my kids. Um, but what you also want to, to really start to take into consideration is that even at, it doesn't even matter what age they're at, they are a sponge and they are just absorbing what's around them, you know, and that, that can go into the teen years. I can even go into early twenties. They, they are their, you know, kind of the results of their environment, what they see, what they interpret. And that was one thing, you know, my wife and I have always been active as far as fitness goes we've always tried to make that a a part of our our repertoire but i mean it's kind of gone next level as of recently but we've always wanted to instill in our son and whether or not at this point at nine years old he really grasps the concept i think it may be so habitual for him like well yeah you know dad gets up early and works out and mom you know works out in the afternoon they're always after it um but you when you look at it from somebody else's perspective where you have a, you know, parents that, that don't have that as part of their lifestyle. Um, you know, kids are going to, they're kind of going to pick up on that. Like, Oh, I guess even if they're, even if they're active kids, even if they're into sports, if they're playing football, you know, maybe they're doing three sports a year. Um, they're after it, you know, eventually what they see is okay. In the future, when I get to the age where I'm a parent, I get to take the foot off the gas I get to kind of chill. My job becomes, you know, oversight of what my kid wants to do. Yeah. And, you know, then I get to get up and go to my job that I may or may not like doing. And I get to come home. I get to go to practice and my, I get to pick my kids up. And when I think when you start saying that stuff out loud, you're like, damn, that's that's what adulting is, is all about yeah. is I get to just be miserable, you know, all yeah. the time. Um, so I think setting that example for your kids that that being healthy and, and how you eat and and whatever exercise you can get into your life. And it doesn't have to be, you know, hitting the gym on the seven. It, it could be, Hey, after dinner, we go for a walk or after, you know, we go out in the backyard and we, we do things and we're active as a family. They start seeing that. And that becomes like, okay, when I get to be an adult somehow, some way in the course of my day or my life, being active needs to fit into that. And Absolutely. that just creates better, you know, generations that are not dealing with obesity rates that are st- Despite what you hear about all the vaping stuff that's killing off everybody or SARS or the freaking swine flu, you know, yeah. <laughs> like, like obesity, heart disease, all these things are still pretty much the major killers in uh, running rampant. It's yeah. crazy. But, yeah. but you don't like, rarely do you hear about those kind of things on the news anymore because it's always like, what's the hot trend? Like, well, I may yeah. not, I may not exercise, but at least I don't vape. Like, okay, <laughs> great. Right now, you won't be one of the 12 that we lose in this uh, epidemic, but uh, you have a lot of things going on. And obviously, 
inspiring people. You know, you're on Instagram. Uh, I'll we'll put the links in the show notes. So everybody can can jump on and follow you to get that extra motivation. But you, when you have somebody that reaches out to you and and wants to start their their journey, they want to like, hey, I got to get my my life together. I need to get you know, and I want to start with you know following some of the ideals that you have you know implemented in your life. What is some of the advice that you give people as they get started on this path to uh, to a healthier them and to a to a better human? I think the first uh, the first step that I take and and I truly believe that this is what separates like what I do from your typical like online fitness trainer that you mm-hmm. see every day um, is is that like I don't I don't pitch a, a product like I don't pitch like you know like doing my program is going to get you ripped. What I do is, is I lend them a hand. Like ultimately it is absolutely 100% your responsibility to put in the work and and do, you know, what it takes. Mm -hmm. And I kind of give people a range of tools. Like there's not one way that's going to make you, you know, be what you want to be. You Mm -hmm. could do CrossFit, run, walk. You, I mean, you could, there's so many things. There's not one thing. Mm-hmm. So what I do is I essentially, I tell them like, you know, in short, like I'm here for you. Right. If you run into issues, like, let me know and, I, and I'll walk you through it. Like sometimes so many people, they just feel like they don't have someone there to pick them up when they fall down. Yeah. And that can be something that, you know, like is, is very hard, especially when you're dealing with a self-defeating attitude. Like you, sometimes you just need a kick in the butt mm-hmm. and, and essentially that like that that's what we start off with it's you know like we're going to get this habit going for you and if you run into trouble like don't don't just not say anything you know mm-hmm. like reach out for help like when you reach out for help that's the first step towards realizing that like all right like i'm actually you know like i'm not perfect nobody is but i can make a step towards being better yeah and and that is huge like when people realize that they're capable of more than they expect out of themselves. That, that's the biggest first step they can take. Right. People get uh, very fearful and it's, it, it's almost human nature, but I think it's something that is instilled when you're very young, uh, that failure is this negative thing. Uh, nobody, nobody wants to go out and, and try to fail. Nobody, you know, if super, you know, teams that go to the Super Bowl, they don't go out there to fail and not win, you know, and hoist the trophy. Failure is where growth happens. And you as somebody who, you know, hits the gym, you know, to failure is a thing that runs rampant in, in gyms. Uh, people who are trying to put yeah. weight on or, or trying to become super extremely fit is you want to get to the point where you can't do it. When you fail at that last rep, that's when the growth happens. And that is, you take that into any other element really of life. You fail at something, you're going after uh, a fitness program, you're going after this business adventure, you're trying something new. Obviously, you don't set out with failure in mind, but when you do fail, failure happens. And what you do from that moment is you just take from, okay, why did I fail? You know, in the gym, obviously, it's because that, that your goal was to get to a point where you could, just couldn't, your muscles could not lift that final rep anymore because that's where growth happens. If you're in a situation where you, you know, we're trying to go for, you know, a, this, a business deal and it, it didn't happen and you go, okay, where did I go wrong? Okay, well, they, they didn't like how my presentation was or my PowerPoint was off or whatever it happens to be. And you go, okay, well, now I'm going to keep going. And now I know I've learned something from that failure. There's people who get to that failure wall, you know, and especially early on in a fitness program or venturing off into into a business or entrepreneurship where you hit that first failure and you're like, fuck it, I'm done. No, nope, this, obviously this isn't for me because I, can, I can't do, I can't walk into a gym and, and out max, you know, Matt, I can't do it. That, that This isn't for me. You have to understand that how, how goals are set. And then when you do fail, okay, why did I fail? You really have to self-internalize what happened that, that made that failure happen. Learn from it. The growth happens, and you keep going. And the toughest part is that everybody's scared of failure. And most of that is because of the reflection back on them from others, from the outside. People saying, I, see, I told you, you know, I, you shouldn't have gone off and, and quit your job and started doing that thing. I told you that was, that was dumb. Look, you failed. You can shut them out. 
You can yeah. learn, and that's when you grow. Yeah, absolutely, man. 100%. Uh, a lot of guys uh, and, and females, everybody, you know, mutants, aliens, anybody, uh, they, they find people to gravitate to for inspiration. Who are some of the people that you go um, – you know, books that you read maybe, or people in the fitness industry, or even, um, you know, in the musical world that you kind of go, yeah, they, they have this trait now. And I think I should try to pick up on that. Is there who, who out there inspires you? Um, as far as entrepreneurship, I think there's a couple people, you know, like you get the big names, like obviously, you know, Gary V mm-hmm. and Tony Robbins and like a few of these guys, um, and then, like in the fitness industry, a lot of the Olympians, like yeah. you get Arnold Schwarzenegger, obviously. But there's actually um, a few that I know personally that compete, uh, and he won Mr. Olympia last year in men's physique. Was Brandon Hendrickson, and he's mm-hmm. a local to Chicago as well. Nice. So I, I, I look at you know what he does a lot. Like I don't like to pin it on one single person because I tend to find that like you know with respect that you give somebody and like, you know, you, you, let's say you idolize them or whatever reason, Mm -hmm. um, you realize that, you know, people aren't perfect and they're just humans. And the biggest thing is, is realizing that about yourself. And then also knowing that you could be in the same position to somebody else. So the way that I look at it is, is like, if anybody, it doesn't matter like what field or what, um, you know, level of knowledge, like if they know more than I do, and, and they're more skilled than I am. Like mm-hmm. I automatically am, I'm drawn to it. I'm just right. like, like, well, you know, what's your work ethic? Like, like, tell me, like, I'm, I'm interested, like, you know, what got you this education or information? So it's just having a very inquisitive mind mm-hmm. and wanting to surround yourself with people that are consistently better than you. Right. And, and not for, and not for a reason to, to, you know, like use them for knowledge by any means. No, but because, you, you don't realize like the, the ideas that you can bounce off one another, you know, like you may learn a ton of stuff from, you know, your, mm. your idol or whatever. And then you might say something that, you know, like maybe he didn't even realize. And he right. was like, wow, I really lost that part of myself. Mm-hmm. And you kind of brought me back and like, thank you for that. So it's just always about bettering each other, I think. And, and that's, that's something that's super important. Absolutely. I think you, there's so many inspirational people out there and you know, what I found myself doing um, kind of along those same lines is is you do gravitate towards, you know, a guy like Gary Vee or Tony Robbins. If you're, you know, really Gary could probably motivate anybody to do anything like it. Don't get out there and you know, do some pushups and you'd be, you'd be all for yeah. it. But you kind of, st- in, in whatever you're, you're really into, wherever your priorities happen to land, like I want to be this or I want to be that. Um, you start to kind of just take little pieces of knowledge from everybody that you've find your path. And a lot of times those paths, you know, my first, you know, gravitational pull was like randomly towards Gary Vaynerchuk just because like he popped up in my new news feed and I was like, huh, damn, this guy's like really excited, like super duper excited all the time. You know, it's like kind of, you know, fall into the, the, the Gary V you know, world and you get the updates and, and even if it's just a little nugget, I mean, the dude's just, you know, owning a bunch of different things. Oh, yeah. And you kind of take, oh, take that. And all of a sudden he kind of leads you, you know, for some reason, then you bounce. And that could be the algorithms of social media. All of a sudden you're like, oh, who's this guy? Oh, E.T. Okay, cool. I'm going to listen to him a little bit. And then you start, maybe you gravitate towards like a guy like Joe Rogan, yeah. you know, and I, you know, I listened to Joe Rogan, you know, well before I started my own podcast and, but really started to listen, listen to the guests. And all of a sudden I'm starting to not just follow, you know, what Joe Rogan is talking about. But now I got like the David Goggins episode and I'm like, damn, I should read that book. And then I read that book and I'm like, damn. And then he's got, you know, Cameron Haynes is on and I'm like, I don't even fucking hunt, but damn, I'm, you know, you start to kind of follow these people who are doing their own thing and you're just like, oh yeah, I really like this bit of knowledge I take from, from, from Gary. I like this. I take from Tony Robbins. I like, you know, I like this from Goggins and then you start to follow these people on social media, you start subscribing to them and then maybe it all hits at the right moment. You know, you'll get that, you know, David Goggins has posted uh, a new post on Instagram and you watch that shit and you're like, I am fucking lazy. I got to go do something because this dude's out just killing it. And all of a sudden you start to kind of 
create your own you from the the knowledge and the inspiration of others that are out there. And you start to kind of pass that along. I've done that, you know, with a lot of the books that I've read uh, as of late is just like, man, have you, have you, have you read this book? Have you, you know, have you read the Aubrey Marcus book yet? Have you read, you know, this, this is what you should get into. You should definitely read the, you know, the Tim S. Grover book. Have you read the Tim S. Grover book? Uh, no, I don't think Relentless. so. Relentless. Dude, Chicago, you got to read that, man. Attack Athletics. You read that and you're like, oh, shit. Like, yeah, you will, you will, I love that. You'll be like Kobe in no time, man. Like, pain. <laughs> I don't feel any pain. But you really start to absorb all of this information. And it's not, like you mentioned, about like idolizing somebody or putting them on this pedestal. You're just going, wow, this person has gone this path. And I can take this knowledge and this will help me get through this obstacle and pass this failure. And man, the more you can expand that knowledge base and your mind starts to get into a habit where it just kind of does those things. When you go, mm, there's cookie dough in the fridge. Mm, as good as that would be right now, yep. I'm going to have to pass. You know, all of a sudden, oh, David Goggins has posted something new. You're like, fuck, I can't eat cookie dough ever again. <laughs> but I think having those, you know, bringing those things into your life. And I was not that I was always a skeptic of it, but I was like, yeah, you know, the secret and fucking you know, reading motivational guys. Yeah. Tony Robbins. Yeah. Whatever. And then you like start to envelop it. And you, when you take a step back and you analyze the things that have happened in your world in the last, since you started following them and you go, wow, I really approached that situation differently. Like six months ago, I never would have gone to that meeting yet. Yesterday yep. I was in it and the light bulb goes off. You go, I'm starting to implement these things into my life and it's making me a better human being. Absolutely. Yeah. Crazy. I mean, you, you the, like the, the content itself, you know, like, like you said, like there's so many people that are like, you know, motivation, motivation, motivation. It's just consistently spit out and splurged out, but it's not about like, you know, that like you watch this and all of a sudden your life's going to be better. Right. It's what you take from it mm -hmm. and like subconsciously put back out into the world. Um, you know, like not everyone can be a, a stock market guru, you know, like right. you can't go to a Tony Robbins conference and then make a billion dollars the next day. Like it's not going to happen. Right. Um, you know, if it does more power to you, like, let me know your secret. <laughs> <laughs> write, write the book, uh, write the book and sell it. <laughs> yeah, seriously. But, um, but yeah, it's about like what you take from it and, and develop into your own habits, you mm -hmm. know, like, and whether that's like you said, you know, like not, you know, eating cookie dough at, you know, 1am mm -hmm. or, you know, getting up and working out or putting a little more effort into your job or your family, like that stuff, you know, it, it turns into a bigger spiral that eventually like it could change your whole life. It's just a mindset thing is, is the, the, the actuality of it. Right. Mindset is, is spot on. I mean, that is so important where your head's at with everything and, and especially most important during those 1am trips to the refrigerator, oh, yeah. you know, you really, cause that's, you know, in, in weak points of the day, weak moments, you know, something else goes on in your life, uh, negatively bad day at work kid has a bad day at school you know somebody cuts you off in traffic all these like negative things put you in just kind of the state of weakness you know it could be momentarily but you know times of the day but at one o'clock in the morning you know if you get up really early it's like oh you know it'd be nice to go back to bed all these points of weakness once you start to and, and I'll, I'll reference the goggins things callous your mind into oh, yeah. like no, you're stronger than this. Like rational you in a good state of mind would not make this bad decision or would not let some asshole cutting you off in traffic um, ruin the rest of your day. Um, and when you start to really think mindset and then you start to include other people's mindsets into it, like, okay, that guy who cut you off could have been an asshole. It, it just could be his thing. Maybe he was in a hurry. He was trying to get to his kid's soccer game. Maybe he, you know, lost his job. You know, you, you, when you really start to contextualize what others around, you know, around you in the environment are going through, you kind of go, I really have no control over them. You know, yeah. I got my own mind. They're all, everybody, everybody's going through shit. You know, that's the bottom line is everybody's going through shit and everybody's either putting on a front or they're cutting you off in traffic mindset yeah. how do i get through this particular moment to uh, to better myself it's um uh, the mind is an amazing thing i think we should write a book about that maybe i agree hey, that'd be a that'd be a bestseller uh so we, we talked about this in the open and we touched on it a couple times during uh the course of the podcast but you are in training for uh for a competition coming up uh next year uh tell me about the competition and, and really what 
how you got to a point where you're like, that's what I want to do. And then the steps after that, because some people run a marathon, they run it one time, like I ran a marathon. Some people are like, I ran a marathon. Now I'm going to do a marathon and qualify for Boston. And there's some people that go, I did a marathon. I qualified for Boston. Now I'm going to do an ultra or now I'm going to do a Spartan. You know, there's people that, that kind of just, this is a step up the ladder. Where is, uh, how did you end up, you know, focusing on the, on the competition side of it and where does it go from after that? Yeah. So, um, it started, um, I had a, uh, it was a crazy kind of transition. So after touring quite a bit in music, um, before I joined shallow side, I had gotten sick, uh, just touring, you know, not sleeping well. And I had gotten like, it was like a simple virus. And then it was, I was on a drive home back from New York. It was like a 15 hour drive. I did the whole thing. My back was frigging killing me. Uh, so I went into the doctor and, uh, just, you know, to like get a checkup, get some medicine, get better. And for whatever reason, they were dead set that I had meningitis. They were like, you, you like you have back pain, you're light sensitive, like the whole nine, like you got to go to the hospital. So mm-hmm. like they would not let me leave. They were like, we're going to make you go in an ambulance or you can get, you know, transported there via your family. So mm-hmm. I had to leave my car there. Um, and I went over to the hospital. I was telling the doctor, I was like, meningitis is neck pain. Like I, it's my lower back. I just drove home from New York. Like mm-hmm. I'm sore as hell. And they were like, yeah, yeah, but, you know, we got this paperwork. We might as well do the test, the spinal tap, just to be safe. Um, fast forward, you know, to, to the, the the part that, you know, was was the big deal. Uh, they, the procedure didn't go as planned. Mm. My spinal cord was pretty severely pu- punctured. Oof. So, um, and I didn't know it at the time. All, all I knew is when, once they, like, I'm, I'm a pretty, like, I don't want to say bulky guy, but you know, I'm six, two. I'm like, right now I'm like, you know, two twelve, two fifteen. They had to have doctors hold my legs and then lift my armpits so that my spine could separate so they could put the needle in. So like, I'm already like, this is kind of like, this is weird. Mm-hmm. Um, as soon as I touched my spinal cord, my heart rate on the monitor went from like one fifteen to like 80 in like the matter of five seconds. And I passed out. Um, I woke up and they were like, Oh, like you must've just, you know, got scared or whatever and your blood pressure dropped. So you passed out and I didn't think of anything of it at the time, but shortly after I'd gotten home that day, I, I literally couldn't lift my head off the couch. Like I couldn't get to vertical. Um, and as soon as I would, I would lose vision. Like it would go white. I couldn't see. Um, I had a migraine that was like the worst headache I ever had my senses were gone and like this lasted for two weeks. I, I couldn't eat like it, it hurt so bad. So went back to the hospital. They'd realized my spinal cord was punctured the whole nine. They fixed it, you know, patched it up. And from that point on my, my lower back was so severely like hurt because my muscles, like, I don't want to say like they atrophied, but like mm-hmm. I was laying on a couch for like a good part of a month or two, like mm-hmm. just completely immobile. And, um, yeah, I couldn't touch my toes anymore. I couldn't even, you know, sit down like on a wall to where my legs were straight, like that my back was so bad. And being like an athlete and a touring musician, I was like, yo, like, I can't do this. Like, I can't live like this. So I put myself through my own like rehab program. Like I couldn't afford, you know, like going to Athletico or whatever and having a doctor do it. So I looked up, you know, different stretches, yoga exercises, um, different conditioning things. And I stretched every day and, and like now I'm actually practicing and trying, but I'm trying to get to do the splits and like, I, I can touch my knee to my, or my chin to my knees again. Mm -hmm. And I, I over, I overcame that portion. And then I started getting involved with fitness when I was on tour with shallow side. So I kind of, I did my own program. I, you know, did the bulking and then the shredding and I just got, I fell in love with it. I mm-hmm. love the process. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I think it's crazy to say, but cause like the hardest thing you hear about these athletes that compete is how drained you get on, on the, the back end of the program. You know, mm-hmm. like when you're, when you're show ready, these athletes, like they are so dehydrated yep. and they are so starved of like nutrients that their, their body's literally at like 3% body fat. Mm-hmm. So, it's taken to the absolute extreme and then you're expected to go out on stage 
flex your absolute hardest and hold this pose for like three minutes and like smile while you're doing it and not even breathing. So I just, the the more I looked into it and, and, uh, got familiar with that, like I was just so drawn to it, you know, Mm -hmm. like I did my own program and I had my clients that were also kicking ass and they're doing a great job. And I was like, you know, like, why not, you know, why not strive for more and kind of, you know, show people that it is possible, like Mm -hmm. no matter what, like you can go out and, and, keep, you know, raising the limit and raising the bar for yourself. So I I made that decision and I decided, you know what, I'm going to compete. I wasn't going to do, so I decided last year, I knew that a year wasn't going to be enough time. Mm -hmm. So I gave myself about two years. So I did my, my one program last year and then I started hiring, uh, I I got coaches on board now that are helping me out as well. Um, because it's like a whole nother level of, you know, preparation. So um, I'm, I'm working with the same coach who was last year's Mr. Olympia. It's his coach. So he's like, you know, running me through it. I'm doing two a days. I'm like dieting like crazy. And, uh, I love it, man. Like I love the, the battle, the mental battle is, is what, you know, gets me going. Like, it's not about for me, like the muscles and flexing and the attention or the fame Mm -hmm. or the fortune or anything like that. It's just, continuously being the person being better than the person you were yesterday. There's something to be said about, about those who go through that rigorous training because it is, it's, it's extreme fitness. It's pushing your body to, to places that mentally you don't think it can go. Obviously your, your, your limitations are, uh, are much higher than what you think that they are. Um, but when you go through something like this, it's not just the, uh, the active, the activeness. It's not just the two a days. It's not just the bulking and shredding at the same time in the shred. And then, you know, like you're down to like drinking a thimble full of water uh, on, on that last day. You know, it's a lot of it is mental. You know, it, it's, you, you, you can get to a point where you're like, shit, is this like, this is worth it. But when you have kind of that, you know, we, again, this will, this will be a nice little bow on, on this package here. But when you talk about having, that kind of obsessed with the results personality, like, mm-hmm. no, nah, like nothing stops you from for you know fourth grade picking up a guitar and and by fifth grade you're in the talent show. Nothing stops you from going on tour, you know, a, a significant tour with you know with with Austin John Winkler and and Shallow Side and we don't have a drummer, fuck it, I'm gonna figure it out. To never picked up a bass, obsessed, gonna figure it out. You know, going through a huge life changing you know, medical issue and having to overcome, I mean, really something that could have taken away what was your obsession, you know, take away that, that live performance where you thrive. You know, I've seen you on stage before. It, again, it's, you're not standing up, you know, with the, with the stand-up bass. Just dun, 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 dun. Yeah. That, that, ain't, that ain't the show, people. Don't buy tickets if, that, if you don't want that. But <laughs> when you have that results-obsessed thing, you the challenges still suck, you know, getting up in the morning and running sucks all, but you embrace that suck and you go, yeah, but guess what? Future me, you know, is going to be standing on that stage completely dehydrated, but just confident and shredded and, and, and not just for that moment, but for the work that went in to get you to that point. And then, then you take the next step up and it's, uh, it's an incredible journey. I mean, I applaud you on it. It's really, if you have that, Here's the other bow. Priorities. This mm-hmm. is something that you want to do, make a part of your life, and it's a priority to you. There'll be no excuses, and you will find a way to push through it. Tour yeah. schedule. Got who knows who knows what those Alabama boys will fucking throw at you, you know, <laughs> next time around. That's um, true, man. Be like, well, you know, Seth cut his finger off doing some sort of thing. So you also have to play guitar and bass at the same time. Yep. But it's really again, when you just have that obsessive personality about wanting to keep forward momentum in whatever path that you're on. Um, I think it, it really, there's not limits to what you can achieve and, and kudos to you for, you know, piling it all in and, and getting after it, man. It's uh it's inspiring. And I, I know that you're inspiring people and, and you're inspiring me. So I appreciate, well, I appreciate it. That. Thank you, man. Thank you. 
Awesome, man. Hey, uh, thank you for the time. We're going to put up all the links in the show notes. People can follow you. Obviously, follow the band. Uh, tour schedule is up for the next run. And you guys are going to be, I think, in Wisconsin Dells uh, in a couple yeah. of weeks. So we may have to make the, the trip down to the middle of the state. Not a good time of year, though, to ride the ride the wave at, uh, call, or at uh, Noah's Ark. It's going to be a little yeah. chilly. But, you know. We're used to it, man. We're used to it. Yeah, I was going to say, we're up here. It's, it's always cold, you know. I was like, it's cold. I'm like, it's always cold. Once, once you get past, you know, September 1st, it could really be anything. It's a Midwest thing. You get summer, fall, and winter all on the same day. So. You really can. I think we've had that already. It was like, it was snowing. Is the sun out now? Man, we're going to go outside and do some yard work. Like, what? Yep. Like, and your body has to, be, like, maybe that's another Midwest thing. Like, your body has to be so, like, prepared for anything at any time. <laughs> that's so true. Yeah, it really is. It makes us stronger. Matt Daniels, hey, brother, thank you so much for the time, man. I really appreciate it. And um, let's get you back on sometime when you're up in the neck of the woods. Absolutely, man. Thank you so much for having me, man. I hope you have a good one. That was awesome. Great chat with Matt Daniels of Shallow Side. Make sure you check out the show notes of this episode of the podcast if you're listening on the web format and click on it and go uh, link up with Matt and, of course, with my boys from Shallow Side. Thank you so much for tuning into the Welcome to Cooperville podcast. As always, you can find us all over social media. Just search Welcome to Cooperville. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. We're on the Instagram. Get behind what we got going on. Also, wherever you're listening, whatever platform, if you're on Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts or Spotify or Stitcher or the iHeartRadio app or wherever it is that you listen to the podcast, be sure to subscribe. Once you subscribe, every time we drop a new episode, ting, your phone lights up and you can go, oh, good, Cooper's back to lend me some knowledge. Subscribe wherever it is that you listen. Finally, I have to say a big thanks out to my friends over at Holistic Remedies. They got your CBD needs taken care of. HolisticRemedies.net is the website. Go there, check out their stuff, order, use the promo code COOPER at the end and get yourself 10% off. It's that easy. HolisticRemedies.net. See ya.